Thank you for joining the ladies of Her Portion Podcast. Come, pull up a seat at the table, because you are welcome here. Grab your Bible and a pen, and let's dig into God's Word together. Take a moment and pray that God would open your heart to Him as you listen. So without further ado, let's get right into today's portion. Oh, the best thing in my life I ever did do. Oh, the best thing in my life I ever did do. Oh, the best thing in my life I ever did do was take off the old robe and put on the new. Oh, the old robe was dirty, all tattered and torn, but the new robe is spotless and never been worn. Oh, the best thing in my life I ever did do was take off the old robe and put on the new. If you didn't know, that was a children's song usually sang in junior church or on the bus or in Sunday school. However, after I got saved, it became a favorite of mine in no time. And you might wonder why that is. We're going to take a look at what the Bible says about the old man and the new man. Putting on the new man is our theme for the month of March. And if you didn't know, I am Hannah Butler and I'm going to be your host for today's episode on her portion. So the old man and the new man, we are going to learn about both of them. First, let's take a look at the scripture that talks about this. For your reference, Ephesians 4.24 and Colossians 3.10 mention putting on the new man. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us we're a new creation in Christ. Let's read a few verses in Ephesians chapter 4 and we're going to rest there for this episode, starting in verse 20. But ye have not so learned Christ, if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So in verse 20, when he says, But ye have not so learned Christ, He isn't saying you haven't learned about Christ, because even unsaved people can learn about Christ, but not learn him, okay? He's saying to learn Christ is to have a personal relationship with him. Salvation is the first step to putting on the new man. Once you have accepted Christ, you then have the ability to have an intimate relationship with him and learn him daily. We should not just learn about Jesus, but we should aim to know him personally because he is alive. I can read a book about George Washington, right? And I can learn about him, but I'll never know him as a person. I'll never I never had the chance to learn him in person, and um, that's because he's dead. Warren Wearsby is a commentator who brought out this very thought I just explained in this concept. 
So in verse 21, he's addressing the person who's been saved. And then in verse 22, Paul says that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. So let's pause here. Who is the old man? The old man is who you were before you came to know Jesus as your savior, before you got saved. That version of you is the old man that Paul's referring to here. He's saying that we're to put off this old man, also known as our old ways from before Christ. We should be different and live different after we accept or believe on Jesus Christ. Verse 23 says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And we'll come back to this verse. And then lastly, verse 24, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. The rest of this chapter in Ephesians goes on to list some things that would have been the lifestyle of the old man, such as lying, stealing, anger, and corrupt communication. God wants us to live daily as a new man or new woman in him. It is because Jesus is alive that we can fellowship with him daily and praise God for that. Putting on the new man is a daily choice. It is not just salvation. Here in Ephesians, Paul is talking to saved individuals who were choosing to live as they had lived before they were saved. They were a mess. And he's admonishing them to basically knock it off and reminding them they're supposed to be putting on the new man, which is only found in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. And it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So let's address the new man now. The new man is one who's continually growing and being made more like Christ day by day. Again, this is found through a personal relationship with him. He who stole steals no more after coming to Christ because he learns from God's word that stealing is a sin. She who gossiped will gossip no more after reading in her Bible about what God has to say about gossip. It doesn't mean we won't be tempted or that we won't sin ever again when we put on the new man. That's not what it means because we will be tempted. Satan will surely love to tempt us to live like we did before, before we knew Christ. Because every single step that we take away, no matter how small, every step we take away from God and towards our old life is just a step farther from God's will for our life. And that's exactly what Satan wants. So it's not that we won't be tempted. It's that we will now be enlightened by God's word to know right from wrong and what it is that God expects from us and the warnings that he gives us in his word about entertaining certain things. Putting on the new man is a daily thing, as I already mentioned. And how is that possible, you might wonder? 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. That word renewed means made new again, repaired, revived. And oh, how I love this word renewed. Because when you put on what God's word tells you to put on, you are becoming renewed. You're being revived, repaired in all those broken, sad areas of your life. And in going back to Ephesians 4.23, it says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. He says this right before he says to put on the new man. A lot of what needs changed within us 
starts within our minds. We need renewed, revived, repaired in our thought lives. How many have a messed up view of who God actually is because they heard some crazy thing on TV or maybe an unsaved family member or friend or saved told them something completely unbiblical? We need to rewire our thinking from worldly training and allow what God actually said be what we actually think. Proverbs 23, 7 reminds us, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Our thoughts are powerful. This is an area that needs to be renewed and we need to put on the new man. God's word has many things that we are to put off. In Ephesians 4, like I said, lists many of those things. But all throughout the Bible, we see God's commands and warnings against many things, not just that list in Ephesians. There's much talked about adultery, alcohol, murder, covetousness, which is desiring something strongly that someone else has, discontentment, the list literally goes on. It's by God's word alone that we find these rich truths that literally set us free. When we choose to put down these things, we're choosing to take steps closer to God and closer to a holy life. When my husband was an assistant pastor, a youth pastor years ago now, we learned the importance of replacing bad things in someone's life with good. And the key is replacing. It's crucial. For example, if someone decides to stop listening to music that isn't pleasing to the Lord and they have no game plan for what good music they're going to listen to, they have nothing prepared or ready, then eventually they're going to fall right back into listening what they did before. Another example is if someone chooses to quit drinking, but they still go to the bar at the same time because at that time, that's what they always did, they're going to drink again. Um, that time when they go to the bar needs to be replaced with going somewhere else. This is where putting on comes in. We put off, but we can't stand there without a garment. Hello. We need to put off, put down and pick up and put on. Putting on is important. You can't just put off and not put something on. So how do you know what to put on? This too is found in God's word. Not a shock, right? But we need reminded of these things and we're always going to need reminding of God's word and to be in it because this is what changes our lives and our flesh is weak. So he literally tells us some things to put on. Here are a few. Romans 13, 12 says, put on the armor of light. Romans 13, 14 says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 6, 11 says, put on the whole armor of God. Colossians 3.12 and uh, 14 says, put on bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, and above all charity. These are only a few. God did not give us a shortage on what we should be putting on. Sometimes we focus so much on all that we shouldn't do that we forget about the importance of what we should do in replace of the things that we shouldn't be doing. (laughs) That was a mouthful, but I know that you get what I'm saying. God's word is our light in this dark world. 
If we're not picking up his word and reading it, soaking it in, then our light within us becomes dim and we start to blend in with the darkness around us. Things start to get cloudy in our minds and eventually we put on that old, rotted, tattered garment again, that old man. God's word will light your way through troublesome times, good times, and every time in between those waiting times, the times where you're just confused and questioning what to do with life. God is in all of it, and we just need to seek him and go to him. So what has God taught you to put on from his word lately? Thank you for joining us today on Her Portion. We hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's Word. We encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the Scriptures. Until next time.